Yesterday in the Shia we discussed the Takanas Usha and the five and the six exceptions to the rule of Takanas Usha, which were that you're able to give more than a Chaymish, more than 20%, in six cases which were listed by the by Chaymish and Derech Hamun in the name of the Chavitz Chaim. And those six are B'mok and Pekuch Nefesh, or if there are Arniyim here that are asking you, or if it's a person is tremendously wealthy, that's the third one. The fourth one is if he's a, a person that has a steady income and he's also steadily getting more than 20% income, than, 20% more than he needs, he can give the extra away. The fifth one is a shutvis of a Yisachar Zvulun or a Achzaka which is something that it's, since he's using the money for some, for a purpose of his own, he's allowed to spend more than a Chaymash. And the sixth one is a person who's a spendthrift who just blows money and all kinds of things, and he, he has so much money to throw around, he's, he's able to give more than a Chaymash. However, the underlying concept of all the above are that the shear of a Chaymash is a Midah Yafa. It's a Mitzvah Minah as stated in the Mechaber and Simon Reish Memtes of Aleph, which we mentioned yesterday. Therefore, it's considered a Mevazvez. It's considered a person who's just giving away. Technically, he doesn't have to give that amount away. However, the Chavetz Chaim and Avetz Chesed, Chelek Beis, Paraktisha Asar, Sif Dalit, says as follows. We're going to talk about a case where giving a Chaymash may not be considered an going above and beyond the letter of the law, it may actually be the letter of the law itself in certain cases. Says the Chavetz Chaim, prat echod, We're going to be master now, according to some Rishonim, a very important aspect in the midst of Tzedakah. Yesh Oymrim, some Rishonim say, the Masha Omru, the Chaymash Humida Yafa, that a chaymish is only a nice thing, it's considered a, going above and beyond the letter of the law, a chaponim doing an extra level of midah yafa, mitzvah minamuchar, and the same thing applies to any, all the varying levels. That's when the person is unaware that there are poor people in the city that are hungry for bread, or there are people that lack clothing. He doesn't know about any specific instances. He's just approached in a general collection. Or for people that are not necessarily stuck, there's organizations helping, a lot of people are giving. But if he's aware of widows and orphans, or people that are in, in terrible situations, and they're unable to save themselves, He's by the strict letter of the law. The etzim mitzvah of tzedakah, as we would say, is to give a chaymish minachasah, to give up to a fist from his... And that's what mashma, this is based on the grah, and the caveat, that this whole halacha, that that's considered the actual chiv, so if a person cannot afford this amount, then obviously this is not going to be the etzah mitzvah, he's not mechuyiv to force himself, 
only as far as he exerts himself for a mitzvah. And the Haggad discusses, particularly on page 44, the Marimachimus, around 15 lines down, that it's the Machloikas, the Gra, and the Rambam, if the fact that the Ani is there, it, does that obligate you now as a full-fledged mitzvah? Or even if he's there, does it still remain just a Midayafa? The opinion of the Gra is even when he's there, it's a Midayafa, according to the Gra, uh, I'm sorry, the opinion of the Rambam is when he's there, it's a Midayafa. According to the Gra, if he's there already, then it becomes a Chiyav Me'ikar Hadin. Now, we're going to discuss the minimum obligation. And also, once we're discussing this, we're going to go on to a tangential discussion, which is actually more common than the discussion of the minimum obligation, and that is the concept of giving tzedakah and shul. The Mechaber and Simon Reish Memtes, Sif Beis, says as follows, A person should not give less than a third of a shekel for a year, which is approximately one or two dollars. The Imnas and Pachas Mizet, like Kiya Mitzvah Tzedakah, he's a person that has not fulfilled the mitzvah of Tzedakah. So every person, no matter what level he is, at the very least, should be giving at least this amount. Even if he has no Parnasa, he's an Ani, like we said before, nonetheless, at least this very minimum obligation of giving if one to two dollars a year, he should give. The Mechaber says in Siv Gimel that there's a concept of even if you cannot give, or if you're giving a minimum amount, at least it should be given happily. In fact, giving it happily is a very central part of the focus of Hilchah Tzedakah. The Mechaber says in Siv Gimel, Tzarech litein ha-tzedakah b'sever panam yafes, b'simcha v'toiv happily, with a good heart, v'mis'oynin ima'oni, and to commiserate with a poor person, b'tzairoi, and his tzar, umidabr loy divritan chumim, and he should comfort him and try to give him chizok. And if he gives it with an angry face, um, he loses his chus. So, getting back to the first halacha, a person should give the minimum obligation of tzedakah. And on this discussion, we're going to go into the halachas of giving tzedakah in shul. The Shach in Sifkat and Dalad, approximately 10 lines in, says as follows, Because of the Allah that you have to give a minimum of at least a third of a shekel a year, so it became the custom in these lands, says the Shach, He goes around in the shul on Mondays and Thursdays, to collect tzedakah from every person. Basically, this is the, the source of the minute to walk around in shul with a pushka collecting money. Because even if someone gives a little bit, it's going to add up to more than a third of a shekel, which is only a dollar or two dollars. So over the year, he's going to end up fulfilling the mitzvah of tzedakah. So based on this, Shiloh, well, actually, we want to point out one more thing. So this is the minimum of tzedakah that a person should eat, should, should give. So let's say a person, let's talk about the Ramon Sivdalad now. The Ramon Sivdalad says, The Asa Lahazra Ani Hashayel Reikam Afilu Im Nain Nois Nimoy Rak Gregoris Achas. 
You're, similarly, you're not allowed to turn away on the empty-handed if he comes over to you. Even if all you're giving him is one fig, that's all you're giving him. Basically, a minimum amount. Shenemar al Yoshev dach nichlom. Do not turn away a poor person and embarrass him. So a person should make an effort, no matter what, to give the ani something, a very minimum, even if he's exempt from giving tzedakah. But he should not come turn away on the a poor person completely empty-handed. So now, many times in shul, you have a niyam that come into shul collecting money, collecting tzedakah. And this happens in some shuls where they, they can come over even in the middle of Kriyashma. Even in the middle of Kriyashma they can come over where you're not allowed to make a hefzik in the first pasha for sure not. And they come over and they collect without even any care for it. Now obviously there are many Aniyam that are careful. And many people, in fact, give preference to those Aniyam that, that show that you're Shemayim and that care. But, nonetheless, it has become common that people are asked in the middle of, of davening, and sometimes I've seen, unfortunately, that the, the Aniyam sometimes are totally oblivious. I've seen that they even went over to the Chaz in the middle of Shemesra and asked them for tzedakah. So, things that are completely, obviously there's, there's no source in Allah to allow that, but at which point are you not allowed to interrupt your davening to give the tzedakah? So, Meshach Sarmach and Shubh Zagos, Hanagos, Simon Samach Aleph, discusses the concept of these Aniyam coming in the middle of Kriyashma, and he says like this, he says, Shailah, Be'emta Kriyashma Aniyam, Mestoivavim, the Aniyam are walking around in Shul, in the middle of davening, asking for money, in the middle of Kriyashma, in Mutu Lotzeit Lahem Tzedakah, you're allowed to give them Tzedakah. Says the Mosh Sternbach, Mesvarah, we have a svara that a person who is doing a mitzvah is potter from a mitzvah. Not only are you potter, but it's actually usher to do the other mitzvah if it's considered a rishos. It's because consi- it is considered a rishos, copy the first mitzvah. And over here, where he comes in the middle of the first passion of Kriyashma, and he's waving his hand in front of the person, or the person himself has to stick his hand into his pocket, and to start calculating how much money he's giving, he's interrupting his Kriyashma. So he's doing an Avera, not a Mitzvah. And he's thinking he's doing a Mitzvah. He's not even Chayv at all to do the Mitzvah. How do we know that Stokah has the same cloud? Because of the famous Gemara of the Machlekes Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef by Shemer Aveda. If a person is watching in Aveda, the Gemara says that technically it can be considered an Isaac and a Mitzvah and you'll be partner from giving Stokah. That's what makes a person who watches a, a, an Aveda into a Shemer Stokah because as if he's getting paid the benefit of not having to give that Stokah. So we see a person who is Isaac and a Mitzvah is partner from the Mitzvah Stokah and the same would apply to Kriyashma. You're saying Shema. You don't have to give tzedakah. So interrupting it and giving tzedakah would actually be an Avera, not a mitzvah. Therefore, says Rameshishtar, 
Then he says, Perhaps in the brachas of Kriyashma, which is from Baruch until Kriyashma, and the second parasha, Shemutul Rames, where there's a lot you're allowed to make a remez or Dover Mitzvah, Ulai Loi Gara. Maybe that's not any, that's not, uh, so bad. V'yachal Avatul Mitzvah Tzedakah. V'dover Zetarach Beer, and he's allowed to, uh, give, give Tzedakah. Then perhaps, but this, this Indian says, Mashnemach Tzedakah Beer, if you can actually do that. So again, it's not so clear you're allowed to interrupt the middle of the brachas of Kriyashma or after the first parasha of Kriyashma either. Abu the parasha Rishayin is Afil the Rami's officer. Afil the Mitzvah Bevade Ein Loi Lasse Tzedakah. With Tamani Shein Nizar Bezet. I wonder, says Moshe Snermach, why people are not careful with this. When the Damen Shemekayim and Mitzvah Tzedakah, they actually think they're being Mekayim the Mitzvah Tzedakah, and they're not. Peshah Shem. Now we'll skip to the last paragraph. For Isi Noyagin, I saw a nice minute, says Rabbi Shnarbach. Kshemote Aniyim Mivakshim Pruta, when he sees Aniyim that are, or if it's common in that shul that there's going to be Aniyim coming around asking for a Pruta during the evening. Menichim Lefeatvil Lefneim Atveya Shavim. They put a, a, coins in front of them, a bunch of quarters, all the quarters of equal value, all the coins are of equal value, or Shekha, or whatever it is. And no, they just take one of the pile. So therefore, I feel that the Kriyashma, he's not paying any attention. The guy just comes and takes the quarter and goes. However, it's important to be Aniyim not to go around and disturb people's Kriyashma. The Shevet Alevin Yeridea Simenkuf Nunzayim discusses the concept of collecting money, which apparently is common in some places where they'll go around to Kailalim during Seder because they know that the young Yungalite are going to be there. So it's a very effective way to fundraise, go disturb their learning and collect money. So are they allowed to do that or does the mitzvah of learning take preference? So the Shevet Alevi goes through the, through the Shiloh and the Shevet Alevi says like this, I'll tell you, the Rambam says in Paragimel Metamatayra, Hayolufanavasiyas Mitzvah Metamatayra, in Evshala Mitzvah Leosesa Deacherim Leyasek Talmuda. We have a rule that when it comes to learning and there's a mitzvah that comes up, if the mitzvah is able to be performed by other people, you should not interrupt your learning. So the Yushami says, the Yushami concludes that if it's a mitzvah that other people can do, so you're not mechoyev to do it. Other people can do it. You don't have to interrupt your learning for it. But if it's something that's, that's incumbent on you, then you would have to interrupt the learning. Which, as a side note, I, I asked once a Shiloh, I once asked from Chaim Kanievsky if a person sees a Levaya passing by Beis Medrash, which in certain cities it's common if you learn a Beis Medrash that's near places, a, a funeral home or something like that, what's your chiv? Every time you have to go out and sit and listen to all these espedim and then walk the aron. So Frankenyevsky says, no, your chiv is only to be malava dalit amas. You only have to go out, walk eight feet, let's say the most chomerdik uh, opinion, and then you go back to your learning. You wash your hands, whatever, you go back to your learning. So that's the chiv. Anyway, but that's because that's your chiv. Until there's uh, shishim riba, until there's 600,000 people by the levaya, you have that chiv. 
But a mitzvah that you, that's not necessarily you're the only one to do it. Other people can do it for you. You're not mechayiv to interrupt your learning. So now, when it comes to this halacha, where they're coming around the middle of say they're collecting money in the kailulim from the yungalite, and it's a situation where they they know that they're they're coming at those times simply because it's convenient for them, the fundraisers, to catch everybody at the same time. Says Ravazner, Avada. The Yungalite do not have to interrupt their learning to stop and give money to Tzedakah. Rather, what they should do is that these fundraisers should come by the end of Seder. Now, even though, it's, if that's the case, they would only be able to go to one or two Kalulim to catch the end of Seder because everyone ends around the same time. Nonetheless, it's not fair to the Avrechim to do this to them. However, says Ravazner in the middle, that's assuming that this is a general collection, but if it's specifically for him, this person himself, the marshal, a person came to this younger man, or something, or it's, or it's obvious that there's a poor person, he's partial, at that time is the time that he's hungry, he hasn't eaten breakfast, so he's coming around because he hasn't eaten, of course, it's like, a, it's a mitzvah that you are chayv to do, you can't say go to someone else, you're chayv to give them the money, because the mitzvah came to you, like we said before, and therefore a person would have to give the money, but if it's just a general fundraising, which is a sort of a pastime where people are running around as fun, uh, official fundraisers for organizations, there is no such thing as being allowed to disturb the Yungalite in the middle of Seder, and therefore the Yungalite should be allowed to uh, not be bothered by these people. These people should make an effort to come all the way at the end of Seder, and therefore uh, they wouldn't have to disturb the learning. It's interesting to note that Ravazner ends off in the brackets that he actually has a suffix if this is the kind of tzedakah that's considered that nobody else can do the mitzvah and it's a comment on you because many times they go to, to thousands of people. So my, he says he has a suffix if that's even considered a mitzvah that's, that, that, that you're required to do. But we said before, but if it's specifically for him that we know that the situation is specifically for him, avada it's pasha that you have to give him. In a case where it's time sensitive as we spoke before. So this concludes the shirim for week two of Hechot Lachol Meiser.